Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. A very powerful image in today's gospel. An image of being in front of the temple, Jesus with his disciples. And in there you have people that are well-dressed. People that do the external rituals well. And I'm sure that causes people to look at them and admire them, saying, boy, they're really blessed. Their lives seem to be in order. Everything seems to be working for them. And we want to be like them or we admire them. And yet this woman, a widow, had really nothing to her name. In fact, she only had two coins that were really not worth much. In other words, if you saw them on the ground, you wouldn't even take the time to pick them up. That's how worthless they really are. Not much worth in that time. And yet Jesus notices her out of everyone who seems to be well-dressed, their lives put together, and doing many things well. Doesn't necessarily mean that's exactly happening, but visually, that's what we see. And then this woman gives something, and Jesus is so moved saying that this woman, who thought was a gift was not worth much, gave her livelihood, her entire being. Sometimes you and I can feel not much worth. Sometimes our minds kind of work in a way that no one appreciates me. I'm not valued. How can God never seems to listen to me? Life is becoming so difficult and so challenging. I'm not worth much. Social media tells me I'm not worth much. My family and other people that I love remind me that I'm not worth much. Or I just simply have come to that decision. That's what I'm hearing. And sometimes we're wounded, and yet God loves the entire human being. Remember last week when the scribe, a good, friendly scribe, comes up to Jesus and says, what's the greatest commandment? And we all know that Jesus says, love God with our entire being. Everything we have. And you know that includes our minds. And even Jesus says this woman gave of her entire livelihood, her entire being trusted in God. And so first of all, we know God loves our souls. And when our church community, our faith community helps people grow spiritually, we can see the effects. Wow, you're praying more. You're serving more. You're loving more. You do the rituals and sacraments well. Or people really, really look to you for guidance and spiritual things. Whether that's true or not, maybe that can be the external things, but we know that's important. Also physical, the church prays over you. We anoint you with oil. We send you to the doctor. Oh, you've come back. You're, the surgery did wonders, or you're walking better now, or wow, you're feeling a lot better. The medicine worked, and we can see that. But when it comes to the mind and our mental health, something happens in society, and even in church, who made up of people of society, we're hesitant. We're not sure. Only crazy people need help. I'm not needing that, or I don't want someone who doesn't know me tell me what's wrong with me all the time. An unwillingness to be vulnerable. And God wants to heal many, many mental minds at this moment. I think we know there's a lot of challenges. And God wants to heal that. But the church wants to journey with you in that. And that's why for many years, St. Patrick's, along with our diocese and our church, has offered many things that you may or may not be aware that we've done. St. Patrick's hosts an annual 
conference on mental health from all people with many organizations who come on our property and learn. And St. Patrick's wants to offer a lot to you right now. I, myself, have been ordained 36 years, and all 36 years, I've seen a counselor, a good friend of mine for 36 years. And you know, the best part of my growth comes from her, because she doesn't let me get away with things. She challenges me. Not every session ends the way I like it, but you know, after I think about it, darn it, she's right. But she loves me and guides me all the way through. And if I can see that, I think I benefit from it. I think many people can if they choose that they need that and see help. That's why I've invited a parishioner, Jill McMahon, who is a grief trauma specialist who's talked many times to parishioners here. And she's helping us to promote what St. Patrick's is doing. And you'll get cards and a website and everything as well. She mentioned to me, and I hope I can mention this, that at the beginning of the pandemic, she did a podcast for our parish. And some of you might have seen that. I don't know. I don't know if you open up all our emails or not. But some woman did from our parish. And she thanked Jill and said, you gave us some great tips at the beginning of all this thing. And I followed what you said, and I lost a lot of weight. And now... I'm involved in three ministries at St. Patrick, and I used to do nothing. Wow. In the midst of the pandemic? Wow. So I think when we invite her to come in, please just offer your love and listening ears to Jill McMahon, who will be speaking to us on mental health for all people. Jill, welcome. As I've said a few times now, you guys don't even know what you're clapping for yet. <laughs> Scary. Um, good morning, St. Patrick's. As I like to start every opportunity that I have to speak with you, I will say, good morning, fam. You are my family. This is my home. It is always an honor for me to be able to stand in front of you, stand with you, um, and share. So good morning, St. Patrick's. Thank you, Father Eric, for the invitation. Thank you, St. Patrick's, for being brave enough to conquer this topic, especially to ask me to come and speak about this topic now. So I want to start out my conversation with you all today by looking at where we've been, where we are, and where we hope to go. I'm not going to dive deep into where we've been because, let's be clear, we all know, we've all done it, we've all experienced it, and we've had stories, and we've read articles, and we've had media pushed down our throats over and over and over again. So let's not recount what we've already lived, but let me help you see it from a different perspective. Now, I will tell you that I typically try not to present with notes, but I actually feel so passionately about what we are sharing today and that we are choosing to talk about mental wellness in a church setting that I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss anything. I also have another rule of thumb when I speak. 
I never allow my friends or family members to come and listen to me present, ever. It is a hard rule, um, and I present all of the time. However, if you guys didn't notice, we're kind of in a public place, and it's a church, and I don't really think that um, I could have had the bouncers at the door kicking them out. So a couple of them snuck in. If I start sweating or stumbling over my words, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point them out later, and y'all can talk to them instead of talking to me. So where have we been? A different perspective. I met with this amazing physician about a month ago who told me about a study that had recently been released that was assessing 32 billion medical claims in the year of 2020. So what that report stated was that mental health claims doubled for individuals aged 13 to 18 in April of 2020. Those claims were up by 103%. Claims for overdose amongst teens were up 95% in March and 119% in April of 2020. The highest number of overdose deaths ever recorded in a 12-month period of time in the United States was in May of 2020. Generalized anxiety disorder claims were up 94%. Major depressive disorder claims were up 84%. Adjustment disorder claims rose 90% in April of 2020. So I just threw a lot of numbers at you. Ick. But I hope it helps you understand the severity of this pandemic. It's not just body, right? It's not just a virus. It's a whole host of things, body, spirit, and mind. So what do we see now? That's where we were. And I hope you guys all picked up on those statistics I gave you were March and April of 2020. We didn't even know what was ahead of us at that time, right? 18 months later, civil disrest, cultural disconnect didn't even take effect when those statistics were compiled. So where are we now? I can tell you what I'm seeing in my private practice, fall of 2021. I'm seeing a lot of anger. I'm seeing a lot of impatience. And I'm seeing a lot of fear of reentry. And by fear of reentry, what that means is the world is starting to open back up again, right? We're attempting to find some type of semblance of a new normal. People are a little camera shy. I can't blame them. So I have this amazing um, client who is a 65-year-old Scottsdale dad who's worked very hard, tirelessly his entire life to build this incredible company. It's very successful. He's at the age where he should be considering retirement. He should be reaping the benefits of all of his hard work. And he will come into my office every single week with honesty and vigor in his eyes and look at me and say, Jill, I am pissed off. Yes, I just said that in church. This is actually clean Jill today. 
he will look at me dead in the eyes and say, I hate everybody. And I actually applaud him for his honesty, because if you can't say something like that in my room, where else could you say it, right? But the reason he comes in to see me, he may be angry at the airlines, he may be angry at you know somebody in the Fry's parking lot, he may be angry that his investments are not growing in the way that they should be, but he is so instinctly upset with himself because that anger is spilling out over his family. And he wants to try to curve it. He wants to try to control it. He wants to try to simmer down. He is tired. I have a young boy that comes in to see me that when pandemic first hit and schools closed, I assumed he was going to be ecstatic that he got to attend school from his bedroom. I got just the opposite. It goes to show you therapists don't even really know all of the time. And he said to me, I don't, I don't want to stay home all day. Home's not my safe place. School's my safe place. Like, there's stuff that has happened in my house. My house is heavy. My house has memories. I leave for eight hours a day so that I can handle the other 12 hours there. I was shocked by that. That was eye-opening to me. Fast forward an entire year. School opens back up. He comes back into my office. And I'm thinking, well, he's going to be ecstatic. He gets to go back to school. He gets to go, you know, breathe, get away from his four walls. And he goes, oh, no, I don't have any friends anymore. I don't know which social group belongs to who or where I belong. I'm afraid I have forgotten how to socialize. And that is where we are now. So if you haven't experienced these things yourself, if you haven't experienced something similar, I ask you, how are you responding to those people around you that have? Have you thought about that? Or are you just going about your business day to day? Because I implore you to remember that you can only see life through your lens unless you're really methodical about it. And your lens is biased. My lens is biased, because my lens is different than your lens. But your lens typically incorporates your coping skills, what you know, how you're processing this, how you are raised to process difficult things, what's happening under your roof. But maybe your neighbor who has experienced the same thing doesn't have your lens because they have a different history. There are individuals that I actually make it their homework assignment to leave the house, to come to my office and see me because they were filled with so much fear and paranoia during the height of the pandemic that they were becoming ill, that they were isolating and it was dangerous. So don't always assume that you know what's happening in somebody else's world. Meet them where they are. Step outside of your own lens. So what do we want our future to look like? This one's pretty simple, guys. I think we can all agree we would love peace and contentment. Peace and contentment, right? Contentment usually involves some type of consistency, a daily routine that we can depend on, 
that brings us a little joy, gives us a little mojo, keeps us going until Friday, because Friday leaves to Saturday and Sunday. We all like that, right? Some of us may want to return back to the new normal, return back to the old normal, or create a new normal. So, as we look into the future, I'm gonna ask you all right now, and this is why I'm up here, to look inside of yourselves. How are you? Really, how are you? What have you done to cope? Is it still working for you? Because 24 months later, if that coping skill, that coping tool is still working for you, I'm gonna tell you I'm pretty sure you have a superhuman power. And please tell me about it before you leave today. 24 months is a long time to pull the, pull the tools out of the toolbox. It's definitely too long if you're using the same tool. How many of you can say that you've leaned really hard into your faith during this time? You don't have to show your hands. You can just nod. You've prayed on it. You figured there has to be some reason, some lesson that God is attempting to show us something. If I just pray hard enough, if I attend church enough, if I attend every virtual mass, which are amazing, by the way, if I go to as many church events as I can, if I meet with my church prayer group every Wednesday, I can make it through. How many of you can say that faith is still all that you need to get you through? 24 months later. I'm here today in conjunction with Father Eric and with St. Patrick's to remind you guys that health is not just body, as Father Eric said, it is not just spirit, but it is also mind. You guys are aware that the brain is the most complex organ in our body, right? It's an organ. Cross my heart, swear to die. Look it up. It's actually an organ. And when our liver is malfunctioning, guess what we do? If our kidney is malfunctioning, what do we do? If our gallbladder is in pain, what do we do? We wait about 12 to 24 hours. We either go to urgent care, we Google something, we call our doctor, you call your sister-in-law because you think maybe she knows a little bit more than you do. You take some type of action. The mind is the most complex of all the organs. And believe it or not, this organ controls the others. So something that I have not mentioned in other masses yet, your body will keep score when you are not happy. You will feel physically different physical ramifications. You will get a cold. You will experience random aches and pains. You can have a pain in your shoulder that you've been to every doctor and they cannot diagnose for two or three months. That could be depression. Because this guy controls everything else. So I know you guys have heard the term body, mind, and spirit, but do you really believe it? Because if you are not using all three, I'm going to argue that everybody is running at a deficit. 
Faith is powerful. There is no doubt about that. But often we need more to get us through difficult times, especially in consistent stressors. So as a grief specialist, I would say a typical stressor will last you or run you around two to three months. It's kind of sounded like an automobile vehicle right there, right? It's going to run you about two or three months. A traditional stressor is switching jobs. It's moving. There's a lot involved with that. It's packing. It's financial stressors. It's you know, re-engaging somewhere new. It's the loss of a parent. It's helping a family member that is ill. And we can usually, we've all been there. Everybody knows what it's like. And you push through in about two or three months. What happens 24 months in? So I ask you guys, how do you replenish? Are you intentional about it? Not just your body, but your mind. Do you make it a priority in your life to do things to recharge? God wants you to value the mind just as much as the body and the spirit. So now let's recall that image of the future and what we're hoping for in the future, right? That peace and that contentment. Well, we're all really going to need to be strong to get us to that destination. And let's be clear, I got some heads nodding. We're all getting a little weary, right? Okay. So what does strength mean? Strength means asking for help when you need it, not only relying on your faith, not just attempting to muster through when you have nothing left in your tank, not being the last man standing, not getting up every morning at six, grinding your way through work to come home to sleep, to get up the next morning at six, to grind your way through work, to sleep and get up and do the next thing. Maybe we've had the definition of strength wrong all along. Obviously, you know I'm a mental health professional, I'm a therapist. Does that mean that I believe that everybody needs support and counseling? No. I love how honest Father Eric is about his mental health journey and how much he prioritizes his own mental wellness. Many of those people that you rely on for strength and support also seek their own therapists. So I don't believe that everybody needs counseling, but do I believe that everybody could benefit from it? Absolutely. In the same way that you go and get a physical every year, in the same year that you take your car in when it needs a diagnostic, don't treat your mind any differently. Our church, this church, St. Patrick's, this incredible building that we choose to come into each and every week. It does not just care about sacraments. It cares about its people and it cares about mental health. That is why I'm here. That is why I've been asked to speak with you guys. I'm here as a professional. I'm here as a fellow parishioner that has chosen this place as our home, but I'm also here as a human. I hurt like you hurt. I'm tired, like you are tired. I've lost during pandemic, like you've lost. 
I help to hold people together, but I have a family of my own that I'm worried about. And I am not superhuman. So let me be honest with you, crew. If I could give you one piece of advice today, that would be to buckle up. It's not the advice you want to hear, but it's the advice that you're going to get. We've just hit the tip of the iceberg. This massive shift, we're not at the end of it yet, and nothing's going to change just because we turn the calendar over to 2022. So out of love, I say to you, set your expectations accordingly. Be realistic about where we are, about where you are, and realize that it's okay that you can't control it. So my mentor is this amazing man, his name is Frank, out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I just love to listen to him talk to me in that draw. You know, my name is not Jill, it's Jill. It's like all these syllables, Jill. And Frank always comes up with these ditties. They usually have something to do with alligators when he's explaining something. I can't even recount one of those for you now. But what Frank has said to me that I take with me everywhere is that, Jill, unrealistic expectations are the quickest road to disappointment. I want to say that again because I love it so much. Unrealistic expectations are the quickest road to disappointment. Do you want to wake up and be disappointed day after day after day? Or can we decide today or sometime soon just to roll over on your back? Let's just float on the top of the pool for a while. Let's just let it wash over us. Stop trying to control it. Stop getting aggravated about it. And if we can't just do that, because many of us can't just do that, we may need a little extra help. We are all in this together, St. Patrick's fam. Your neighbor, the person sitting next to you right now, that boss that really annoys you, do you have any idea what's really happening behind his closed doors? Even your neighbor that puts their bulk trash out two weeks early, you know that person annoys you. I might be projecting. If my neighbor's here, I apologize. My neighbor's not here, so I can totally say that. Um, you know that we carry judgment and sometimes we don't even need, mean to do it. I just want you to realize that everybody in your world is experiencing this, regardless if you see it on the outside or not, regardless if they have pretty clothes or drive a fancy car. Try to see things outside of your lens. Health is more than strong faith, especially at our church. And that is what Father Eric is trying to say to you today. That is incredibly, incredibly progressive and inclusive, but that is exactly what our home is about. Our home is not afraid to touch topics like this. Eddie, if you can put up the slide. So somebody that's sitting in this room, possibly in that direction, wearing green, um, sent me this photograph recently. Now, I don't know if y'all know who this gentleman is. I'm technically a Denver Broncos fan, so I had to look it up. But this is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and his name is Dak Prescott. Every Sunday, Eddie, every Sunday, Dak writes on his wrist tape, ask 
for help. How simple is that? And how incredibly powerful is that? Dak lost his brother Jace to suicide a year ago. Dak is a role model. Dak is a public figure. Dak is somebody that we tune in to see every Sunday, and he will not miss an opportunity to write for all of public to see Ask for Help. I'm not a role model. I'm by no means I'm an athlete, just a girl who has a microphone in front of her face standing in front of you right now. And if I can motivate you like Dak motivates others to think about it this way. Crew, you can either choose to stay comfortable in your discomfort or you can choose to be courageous. I challenge you to be vulnerable. I challenge you to ask for support. I challenge you to take the first step. I challenge you to make a phone call, to send a text, to make your mind a priority. Because on the other side of that vulnerability, with that ask, on the other side of that vulnerability is trust in the world again. And I think that's what we all need to heal. I think that's what we all need to grow. And so with that, I leave you today. And I thank you for giving me your ear, nodding your head a few times or two, and just for putting up with me. Um, thank you again, Father Eric. Thank you, Jill. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian disciples in mission, 